Welcome back to Talking Headlines. I'm your host, Katie. And as you know, I record on Saturdays. So today, (laughs) my merch dropped. Hey, we got merch. I am so excited and I'm so glad that it came out the way that I wanted it to. So go to talkingheadlines-shop.fourthwall.com to get your merch. Okay, before I begin, I have an update on the banana story from last week. (laughs) Okay, so I went through my Target order and I found out that I did, in fact, buy seven bunches of bananas. So what happened was that I typically order seven individual regular bananas from Target. But one time they didn't have the regular bananas. They only had the organic bananas and they don't you know, sell them individually, I guess. They sell them in bunches. So I would have needed to get one bunch. Instead, I just do what I normally do. And I clicked seven and I got seven bunches of bananas. So I was like, okay, I I did not take the seven bunches of bananas. I went, I took, I sent them back with the guy. It was like, okay, I do need a refund. So I'm going to go because it was like $15 or it was like $11 that I would get back. I'm like, okay, I'm poor. I need that money. So I went in and I was talking to the lady at the counter and I was like, yeah, so funny story. Um, Last week, I accidentally bought seven bunches of bananas and this lady looked me dead in the eyes and she said, oh, yeah, I, uh, I heard about that. <laughs> Actually, I am I am familiar with that. That was very strange. And I said, yep, that's me. <laughs> I ordered seven bunches of bananas. She was like, I was wondering why there were so many bananas in that bag. And I was like, yeah, I made a mistake. And she's like, it happens. And she was really cool. But she was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I heard about that. And I was like, I'm sure everybody in the store heard about that because who orders seven bunches of bananas? Like, It's so funny. So I got my refund. I ordered seven bunches of bananas. I will never do that again. Okay. So we are going to get into it. This first article that I have is so fucking biased. (laughs) It's not even funny. I had to go over it. So I was reading it because, you know, I'm into health and wellness and whatever. So the article is from Vox. It says you're probably eating way too much protein. I was like, hmm, I've heard that before, but let's read it. And then I wasn't going to talk about it originally, but I did see a video on YouTube about it. And I was like, okay. This is something I need to be talking about. So it says Americans are obsessing over protein and forgetting about fiber. If I could scroll down, Americans are oddly obsessed with protein, consuming around twice the daily amount recommended in the federal dietary guidelines. The National Academies of Sciences more nuanced guidelines break down suggested potential intake by body weight recommended 0.36 grams of protein per pound of weight every day. Pregnant elderly people should consume pregnant and that and I swallowed the and pregnant elderly people though pregnant and elderly people should consume more along with highly active individuals. Okay. Yes. Fun fact. 0.36 grams of protein is like the bare minimum to like not deteriorate basically. So anyway. For the average American man weighing just under 200 pounds, that's 72 grams. For the average woman weighing just under 171 pounds, that is the average. Wow. Okay. I'm not hating. I'm just surprised. 
That's 61.5 grams. American men exceed that recommendation by 31%. Yeah, it's because, like, if you work out, you need more protein. If you exercise, you need more protein. I understand that if you're just sitting around not doing anything, you don't need that much. But then we get into where it starts to get a little bit more bias. So when I scroll down, it starts talking about excessive protein consumption is also wrecking the planet with meat and dairy produ- production <clears throat> accounting for an upward of one-fifth of greenhouse gas emissions. Globally, most people exceed minimum protein consumption recommendations, but Americans and Canadians take it to another level. Despite eating more protein in any other than any other region, Americans and Canadians eat the least amount of plant-based protein. Instead, they get it from animal meat, animal meat, dairy, and eggs. And there it is. This is pushing the don't eat animals agenda. And if you are a vegetarian, that's fine. I'm not shitting on you. I was a vegetarian for like a year and a half when I was in college because I didn't have a way to transport meat safely and like keep it good for the 12 hours that I was at school. So I stopped eating it and I didn't have time to cook it. But I think this article saying that Americans are eating too much protein and they need to drop it down and it's excessive protein consumption and then turning it into, oh, it's animals from, you know, whatever it's, it's adding to the greenhouse gas emissions. Guess what? Fun fact, actually, the grass fed cows actually help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And I know that because I looked it up. So I understand that there are going to be these takes. But I feel like the article should have started differently. I feel like the title should be different. I feel like it should be why you should eat plant-based. Pro- like put it in the title. Put it in the beginning. Don't talk about how people are eating too much protein. We cannot be talking about how Americans are eating too much protein when we have an obesity epidemic, okay? Like, if people are over-consuming protein, then they actually care about their macros and they're working out and they're getting healthy and that's fine. Because guess what? This article isn't talking about consuming too much trans fat, too much sugar, too much processed foods. No, too much protein, okay? Like, and the 0.36 grams is literally to keep you not protein deficient that's just what people should be eating but if you're active and you're uh, like trying to gain muscle which hopefully you are because uh, obesity in america is out of fucking control then you need to be eating more than 0.36 grams protein per pound of body weight i'm just saying that article really i was like oh okay like let's read this you know I'm all for cleaning up my diet lately. I've been eating super healthy. I am going to finish that or I'm going to cook this Red Baron pizza in my freezer tonight, but that's only because it's been sitting there for over a month and it sounds really good. But like I'm all for that. So I started reading this article and I was like, hmm, I eat over 100 grams of protein a day because I want to build muscle. Let's see. And then it started talking about plant based protein. Oh, no, stop eating animals. It's bad for the environment. I mean, 
And even they're even talking about getting rid of animal protein altogether and making it like manufactured, like fake animal protein, which is going to increase the greenhouse gas emissions more because it's in a factory. Like, I I will not eat the fake meat. I will not eat it. Like, <clears throat> whatever. It's pro. It's a. Uh, let me look it up real quick. It's so weird. Fake animal meat. Yeah, lab grown meat. Here we go. This article is from EDC or EDU GCF Global. Okay. How is lab? So they're considering making lab grown meat, which sounds absolutely fucking disgusting. And I will not be partaking in that. So it says, for as long as we can look back in history, people have been eating meat. We've always taken it for granted that meat comes from animals, but the science has recently found a way to change this. It is now possible to grow meat in a lab entirely outside of an animal's body. That's so fucking gross. That's disgusting. This is known as lab-grown meat or cultured meat, but will it actually make factory farms obsolete? I wonder if they meant to rhyme that. How is lab-grown meat made? Compared to terms like free range and farm raised, lab grown leaves a lot to the imagination when it comes to how the cultured meat is made. But it's not as scary as it sounds. I'm sure it's terrifying. Take a cow, for example. Scientists will use a cow's stem cells and the the stem cells, the building blocks of muscle and other organs to begin the process of creating cultured meat. Just the word cultured, just not like in as in like, oh, you're like, I am a cultured human being, but just like cultured. It's just like, gross as far as food goes uh the cells are placed in petri dishes with amino acids and carbohydrates to help the multi oh my gosh there's not going to be an episode where i don't stumble on my words muscle muscle so wow (laughs) muscle cells the muscle cells multiply and grow for one or once enough muscle fibers have grown the result is a meat that resembles ground beef resembles that's so gross it says it's cultured meat vegan. By definition, a vegan diet does not include uh, meat or any form of animal products. This is disgusting. Like, I am not going to be eating lab-grown meat. It does say it's more eco-friendly, but I highly, highly doubt that that's the case. <clears throat> Why can't we just feed the cows grass? I mean, I understand that corn makes them grow faster and we need to keep up with our with the demand but why are we i swear the minute i see cultured meat lab grown cultured meat in the grocery store i am probably going to talk about it on here i'm not buying it i'm not going to try it that's disgusting like there's no way okay anyway moving on this week on twitter elmo <laughs> Asked how everyone was doing, and the responses did not disappoint. I lost my job and had to sell my home. My health insurance premiums have gone up 30%. My electric bill has gone up 400%. My grocery bill has gone up 500%. But I can recite my ABCs and count to seven in Spanish. So it's not all bad, Elmo. (laughs) Every morning, I cannot wait to go back to sleep every monday i cannot wait for friday and for a friday to come and every single day or every single day and every single week for life (laughs) 
Elmo, we are tired. The world is burning, Elmo. No amount of tickles can fix this. <laughs> Not y'all trauma dumping on Elmo. <laughs> this one is something I would say. Do you want my real answer? <laughs> and my personal favorite. Elmo, I'm gonna be real. I'm at my fucking limit. <laughs> Needless to say, Elmo had a rough week. He then went on the Today Show and got strangled by Larry David. Larry David's response to why he strangled Elmo is hilarious. He was like, in the Elmo voice, he was like, because he's sitting there talking about mental health and I just can't fucking take it anymore. So he went, like, it was not a bit. He went out while Elmo and another character was getting interviewed and started, like, strangling Elmo. It was so funny. I guess trauma dumping on a childhood puppet is the MO for 2024. Like, when I say these responses are hilarious, it's like... And then Elmo at the end, he was like, oh, I'm so glad I asked. And the the memes that came out of it were like... Like, Elmo in shambles. Like, how he feels now are like Elmo's... Uh, producers or whatever and they're like staring at the screen in awe of everybody's responses I thought that was so funny because it is it's like thanks Elmo no I can't afford groceries my rent's too expensive the job market is trash the house market is trash thanks Elmo it's so funny I just thought it was hilarious that everybody was like giving him the real answer and then I'm not I'm not gonna go in to what Biden said about it but it was dumb it was dumb okay the next article i found i thought was funny and i've seen these before and i've actually looked into them i just don't really know how i would like where i would put it you know you have to like buy land okay anyway before i get into that uh this article is from the new york post it says gen z millennials are becoming homeowners thanks to 30k tiny homes on amazon (laughs) so Fuck buying a regular house. Just go on Amazon. Amazon has everything. Okay. Amazon, you can get your house on Amazon. I was thinking about buying a couch from Amazon and I decided against that. I'm definitely not buying my house on Amazon. But I've looked into these like portable homes. I just don't know like where do you put it? Do you have to buy land and then put it somewhere? Because if you're buying land, you're still paying a bunch of money. Like I don't like I'm not going to just buy a tiny home and stick in a trailer park. I don't want to live in a trailer park. But Anyway, excuse me. This says it's a small price to pay and it's paying off big time with home ownership being far out of reach for most millennials and Gen Z's due to inflated asking prices, astronomical interest rates and crushing student loan debts. 20 and 30 somethings are getting creative about buying Adobe's. Oh, abodes. I don't know why I thought that said Adobe's whatever abodes. (laughs) So rather than scrimping and saving their last pennies in the hopes of one day purchasing a brick and mortar mini mansion money savvy young adults are turning to an online retail giant for tiny prefab pads (laughs) this person said bitch i just bought a house on amazon (laughs) it's literally what i would say if i did that bitch i just bought a house on amazon uh raved lifestyle content creator jeffrey bryant 23 from los angeles california to a tiktok audience of over 88.6 million stunned viewers i didn't even think twice about it he said 
But Bryant, who scored the 16.5 by 20-foot shelter for just over $26,000 late last week. 16.5 by 20 feet. I feel like that's so small. Anyway, late last week, tells the Post that he bought the fold-out flat using the money that he recently inherited from his grandfather's estate. Why don't you just use it on a down payment? I mean, I know that we don't make enough money. (laughs) A lot of us don't make enough money to even get a loan, but... The cutesy crib, which comes complete with a dedicated kitchenette, living room, bedroom, and bathroom with a pre-installed toilet and shower. I saw this YouTuber unboxing his Amazon home, said Bryant, and I ran to the website to get one, too. That's amazing, honestly. Like, But I did see a video where it doesn't have like an outlet. So you can't plug anything in in your little home. No lights, no phones. But his impulse purchase was actually rooted in the desire to help those in need. I bought the tiny house. Oh, because he's using it for an Airbnb for displaced people or people facing homelessness. So... I mean, okay, there's like a picture of it. It looks like a trailer. I don't see anything wrong with it, except for the fact that, like I said, I did see a video where they were like, "Uh, it's got no outlets. Plus, it's like, where does your sewage go? Like, it's not, you're not, you don't have pipes. You know, houses have pipes. I feel like this is a good idea on paper. (laughs) but when it comes to actually like being in the house like it's just not that great you know what i mean uh nathan graham the 27 year old influencer behind the kid friendly gaming brand unspeakable invite in uh, (laughs) ignited the viral thunder strike in amazon house shopping which has seen over 88,000 folks beneath the TikTok viral hashtag Amazon home bragging about their new nests. At the top of the month, Graham posted a buzzy clip. I don't even know what that means. Featuring his freshly acquired $30,000 DIY gigs. And it's a portable home. Um, A friend I had a while back was talking about getting a portable home. I'd I'd looked into them. It's it's easy to build. You just like unfold it basically. But I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like when it, yeah, oh, here it is. It says, it comes with a toilet, but doesn't come with a plug. What? Although Amazon homes come mostly decked out, they are not equipped for phone charging. That's right. I saw it here. Um, I get it. Like, I get wanting to have a house so badly. You're like, oh my Amazon, duh. Like, I, I want a couch so badly. I almost bought one from Amazon. But you get what you pay for. <laughs> and if you're paying $30,000 for a home, it's not going to be everything that a, you know, a, a home with a foundation built into the ground and <laughs> pipes and electricity and like multi-layered walls like to keep you warm and stuff like if there's no plug like how do you heat it how do you cool it down like there's just so many things that could go wrong I feel like buying one of these things and 
I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to become so popular that they're going to make them, you know, better or whatever at some point in the future. But personally, even though I've looked into them, I will not be buying a prefab home. And I, w- I was going to say mainly because I don't know where I would put it. Like, do I have to buy land in order to put it there? But also because I, I just I don't know. I want to live in a place with pipes and heat and you know thick walls that you know keep me warm keep me cool keep the elements out you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know i just think it's i i see i see where they're coming from i just personally am not going to do it okay this last article um i thought it was kind of funny because Oh, Gen Z is so intriguing to me. It says it's from the Daily Dot. It says I'd literally crawl. I literally rather crawl under the door than ask someone for a room. Retail worker mocks customers who wait for dressing rooms instead of asking. It says I always feel like I'm interrupting their work. Shopping anxiety is a thing. That's funny because shopping relieves my anxiety. Until um, my credit card bill comes through that month. More and more Gen Zers are admitting that in-person shopping gives them the creeps and can even trigger a panic attack. What can't trigger a panic attack in Gen Z? Ordering off a menu at a restaurant, shopping, making your doctor's appointment. I have no problems making my own doctor's appointments. All of these millennials and Gen Z that are like, oh, my mom doesn't make my doctor's appointments anymore. Like, oh, I have to call. Grow up and call and make your damn doctor's appointment. It's not that freaking hard. It's not that hard to talk to people. Like, if you have social anxiety, like, I get it. But, or whatever, like, some other kind of mental illness that, you know, makes it hard to, like, talk to people. I get it. But I... I literally don't do anything. I don't hang out with anybody. I don't talk to people unless I have to at work, like this weekend, I'm not doing anything. I'm staying at home and I do not have a problem talking to people. I've never have, but I don't know. I'm also not a weenie, weenie whiner. So, um, it says a common stress inducer can be heading to the fitting room for, of a retail clothing store. You get the nerve to try on the clothes in the store, then find out all the stalls are locked. What's the best way to proceed? Okay. Back in my day, This was not the stress-inducing part of shopping. It was trying on the clothes themselves and realizing that they didn't fit. But I guess I guess we're in a new age, people. We are in a new age where it's not the trying on the clothes. That's the hard part. It's the asking for the dressing room, which I literally just stand there and stare at the dressing room worker until they like look at me. Like, or I say, excuse me, may I try these on? Like, if you're going to ask, be polite. Like, it's you being polite and saying, excuse me, and may I, and thank you, and please, will make them a lot happier because I can't tell you how many times people have been so incredibly nice to me because I'm probably the only person that day that has asked a question or, like, asked for what I wanted, starting with may I. May I please. Okay? It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. You just got to be polite and you got to be nice and you got to be friendly and you got to smile. But I know it's hard for a lot of people. Manners are not in style right now. So um, it says 
One retail worker has taken to TikTok to tell potential customers to just ask. Duh. Like, duh. And maybe even get over themselves, too. Yeah, that'd be nice. And she's also telling her viewers that life can be just as frustrating for the person who's working in the store. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it is. But, like, you're at work. This is the job that you signed up for. Just give the person a room and, like, also get over yourself. Retail store manager Willow shared her experience with her viewers on TikTok. She, the video she posted, okay, has a lot of views. Okay. In the video, Willow can be seen folding clothes at a table in her unidentified clothing store. The screen text reads, when a customer is just standing by the fitting rooms, looking at me awkwardly instead of asking for a fitting room like a normal person. Sometimes I do that, but only if I know that they're looking. Like, if they're turned around, I'm not just going to stand there and stare at them. I'm going to be like, hey, excuse me, may I please have a fitting room? Um, It says, Willow continues her screed. I don't know some of these words. In the video's caption saying... And then they finally come up to me asking for a fitting room after five minutes. Like, come on, guys. I don't have eyes in the back of my head to see you standing there. At the end of the video, she pretends to see a customer, in quotes, behind the camera and mockingly throws a box in their direction. Something an anxiety-prone shopper would probably count as a living nightmare. Y'all need to get over yourselves. I'm not even going to read this article anymore. I'm going to rant because... Everybody is too damn sensitive. Everybody is too damn soft. The world, guess what, doesn't revolve around you. The world is not made for you, okay? You need to learn how to operate in this world. You need to be able to order off a menu if you're going to go out to eat. You need to be able to ask for a fitting room if you're going to go shopping and try clothes on. You need to be able to call the doctor to make your doctor's appointment unless you just want to have diseases and not know about them. And that's real rich coming from me because I don't like going to the doctor. It's not even about making the appointments. I just don't like going because I always get a giant bill (laughs) for nothing. (laughs) Anyway, like the world isn't going to cower to you because you have anxiety, because you are afraid to talk to people. Because you don't know how to conduct yourself and get the things that you need to get done, done in a regular person manner. That's just not how the world works. I am so tired of seeing people playing a victim for what? For what? Because the victim mentality is in right now. Like, you guys, get over yourselves. I'm not talking to, I mean, maybe it's you guys. I hope it's not. If you're listening to this, probably not you guys. But everybody, Gen Z, millennials, whatever, we like get over yourselves, okay? I have anxiety. I suffer from PMDD. I go out in the world. Well, I'm also medicated, which fucking helps. I go out in the world. I can get what I want. I can ask for a raise. I can quit my job if I need to, which hopefully I will be soon because hopefully I'll get a new job. And I can, you know, go about my business and make my life what I need it to be. Your life isn't just going to be what you need it to be because you're in it. Okay. You need to be able to go ask for things you want, ask for things you need. You need to be polite when you're doing it. Don't be an ass, but stop being a victim. Stop being afraid to do normal person things out in the public, like ordering or shopping or whatever. Like 
the excuse I have anxiety, I'm sorry, I don't fucking buy it. I don't buy it because same. Okay. And then like a week and a half of every month before I was medicated, I wanted to off myself. And it was absolutely debilitating and life was horrible and everything was bad. It was terrible. Okay. And now it's a little bit better because I'm on medication. But even then, I sure I was ruining relationships. I was ruining friendships. And that's why I was overthinking everything. It was awful. It was terrible. But even then, I was still able to go to work. I was able to conduct myself in a, you know, a, a, an adult manner that I needed to be acting like. You know what I mean? So I don't fucking buy it. Your ADHD, your anxiety, your depression, your whatever, I don't buy it. Go to the doctor, make call, make that appointment, get on some medication and figure it out. It's time to just start throwing people to the wolf. That is my biggest thing is you're never going to learn if you if somebody doesn't just throw you to the wolves. I have been thrown to the wolves in every job I've ever had. I've been thrown to the wolves in life. And you know what? I learned a lot from it. And that's why I'm sitting here today telling you guys, you need to throw yourselves out there. You need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order to grow, in order to change. Okay. Your safety space bubble isn't going to get you very far. And this is the problem with the world is that everybody needs a safe space. Fuck your safe space. Get out of your comfort zone. Okay, stop blaming everything on your anxiety. Stop blaming everything on your whatever, your COVID lockdown. Stop blaming everything on your, oh, your childhood. Okay, stop making yourself out to be a victim and take control of your life. Okay, that is my rant of the day because honestly, I think I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people are acting this way and then expecting the world to cower to them and expecting everything to be sunshines and rainbows when they're not making it that way. All right. That's enough of me today. (laughs) Go buy your merch. Again, that's talkingheadlines-shop.fourthwall.com. Follow me on Instagram at talkingheadlinespod. Follow me on Spotify or Apple. Rate five stars on Spotify. And I We'll see you guys next week.